Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. So we have a new episode idea. Yep. News and nonsense. I thought you were going to sing it. I thought you were going to be like, news and nonsense. <laughs> like we have our own jingle or something. <laughs> I'm going to clip that and we're going to use it in the future. <laughs> Woohoo! I can see I have a jingle. Yay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I have several things that I wrote down. Hallmark deals updates on new stuff that's coming out, some personal things, some Christmas things, and the thing I'm most excited about. Ooh. I made a game. (laughs) Yes, Carrie made a game, and we will see how well we do. (laughs) How well you do, because I already know the answers. (laughs) Well, I'm using the, I don't even know what it's called when people say the metaphoric you i don't know oh. what they, they say but like the we of me the and the people listening like, yeah got it the so. collective we <laughs> so to start out there have been two hallmark deals that have been announced specifically since like middle of may is when i was kind of going off of this all of the christmas stuff i just was like you know what i'm just gonna kind of cover all of the christmas updates Mm-hmm. So the other stuff is between now and like the middle of May. So we we were talking about maybe doing this on a monthly basis, although we won't be doing it for July because July <laughs> we're taking off, guys. <laughs> Woo! Our first break in months. Yep. Or a year. I don't even know when our last break was. <laughs> well, we've been real doing really good and and podcasting really regularly. So. Well, yeah, we're nearing our one hundredth episode. I know it's so close. We should do something special for it. I don't know what. I don't know what we'll do either. We'll have to look at the schedule. We need to work on the schedule. (laughs) (laughs) More work. Yay. (laughs) All right. So the two Hallmark deals that have been announced are for guys. We said they needed more guys because they've had all the announcements were all mostly women. Mm -hmm. And so Ryan Pavey and Mark. (laughs) Mark. I'm mixing his first name and his last name together. Luke McFarlane <laughs> are the two people who have signed with Hallmark. Yay. So, We're happy yeah. about the, this this news. I do wonder if their two movies for Summer Nights count towards their deal. Hmm. Because they were literally just announced and those movies were already filmed. Probably not then. I feel like those would have been pre-deal. But I am curious, I mean, I'm glad Brian has this deal because, you know, I really like Ryan. But I'm curious about Luke's deal because, so my news portion for Luke mm-hmm. was going to be that he's starring in, like, an actual feature film that comes out in September oh. called Bros with Billy Eichner. Have you seen anything about this? I saw him on his stories talking about it, but I had that's the only thing that I've seen about it. Okay, well, Facebook has been showing me the trailer, like, nonstop. Um, And Billy Eichner is actually not my favorite. He kind of annoys me sometimes. But at least in this movie, he kind of looks toned down. But basically, the one-sentence summary they have for this movie is two men with commitment problems attempt a relationship. And Luke's, like, you know, his athletic hot self, and Billy's more of a... I don't know, intellectual type. <laughs> and he, he's not sure if Luke is actually his type or it's kind of, it looks cute. So I'm excited to see Luke in this movie. And I wonder if that means he's going to play like a gay lead in a Hallmark movie huh. instead of them just relying on Jonathan Bennett. Maybe. You know? Yeah. I, um, I was not impressed by the trailers that I saw, but I think it's because, you guys, I have very harsh opinions about comedy, and I don't know, it kind of felt like 
And granted, I've literally seen 20 seconds of anything because <laughs> it was from his stories. So the stories are about 10 seconds each. That's literally it. <laughs> so I could be totally <laughs> wrong. But it kind of seemed, I don't know. I call it stupid funny. I don't know what the actual term is for that. Do you know what the actual well, term is for that? <laughs> slapstick? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. I didn't think you would like this movie, Carrie. I'm not sure how many of our listeners will like it. I mean, it's rated R. It looked kind of raunchy in some of the trailers I saw, but not not like too over the top raunchy because I think it's still going for romantic comedy. But I didn't think you would like it, basically. It didn't look like your type of thing well, with the humor. At, at least at least I'm justified in my opinion of the 20 seconds that I saw. <laughs> yeah. Try watching like the three minute trailer. Uh, okay. I don't think you'll you'll go for it. But I wanted to throw that out there that Luke's gonna be in a popular well, I don't know if I should say popular, but a more widely released film. Like a mainstream kind of a thing. Not yeah. just Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and Kristen Chenoweth's gonna be in it. Interesting. There's like a lot of people I'm like just looking through this list. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. Okay, so I have two series updates. One of them you're not going to be surprised about at all. Chesapeake Shores ending after season six. I only threw this one in because I'm talking about the other one. And I just thought, I don't think we've covered this at all anywhere. So I would just mention it. No more Chesapeake Shores. When Calls the Heart, however, has been greenlighted for a season 10. Yep, they got renewed. 10 seasons. That's like really big. Yeah, it's their longest running television show. Mm-hmm. 10 seasons is a long time for a regular television show, like on ABC, NBC, you know. Yeah, they never let anything run that long anymore. Whereas Grey's Anatomy is still running into like its 18th or 19th <laughs> season. <laughs> but I figured Chesapeake Shores would be ending soon just because Jesse Metcalf left. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I mean, obviously they planned for something because he left because part of it was because he wasn't going to end up with that girl, Megan Ori, in there. And so obviously they planned for that to always happen. And so maybe they always planned on ending it at season six. But I don't know. It just seemed kind of off. I agree. It was a strange and I don't even watch the TV show. So what do I really know about it? But it did feel strange. Especially with Jesse Metcalf. He's a big name. I mean, not that a lot of them aren't big names, because there are several big names in that TV show, but I feel like he was, like, the one that pulled people in at the beginning. Yeah, he was the biggest. And I haven't watched the show either. I've kind of been waiting to just, like, catch up and binge it. But, one, Hallmark never wants to play the full series, even in their marathons. But, two... Even from the previews, it looked like he was the main character and then Megan was the other main character and it revolved around them and their families. So when Jesse left, it was just like, well, what's this whole thing about anymore? (laughs) Just on the previews because, you know, I haven't watched the show. Yeah. So then I have two new franchises. One of them is called, it's a primetime series. It's called The Way Home. And these are mm-hmm. surprisingly, shockingly similar storylines. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I don't know why they're doing this. I just randomly found the second one. So I threw it in. I have read one article on the second one. <laughs> but the first okay. one, primetime series, The Way Home, follows three generations of women with a time travel twist. So obviously oh, you're no. going to love it. Cat <laughs> <laughs> Landry. Her 15-year-old daughter, Alice, and Kat's estranged mother, Del, are all strong, willful, and independent. More than 20 years prior, life-changing events created a a chasm, I wanted to say chasm, (laughs) in their family that time has yet to repair. Kat and Del still aren't on speaking terms. Alice has never met her grandmother and is unaware of the reasons for the fractured family. When the three generations come together under one roof for the first time in more than two decades, a surprising discovery unexpectedly sets the trio on a path toward healing 
and helps them find their way back to each other. Okay, so this is going to be like a series of three movies or like a TV show on Hallmark? It says primetime series, so I'm guessing a television show. Huh. Well, I probably won't be watching it. (laughs) I mean, we haven't really watched a ton of the television series in general. So I feel Mm -hmm. like it would take something special to really be like, okay, I'm going to commit from the beginning for one of these. Yeah. And time travel just isn't going to be the one. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe the second one. I mean, I say that, but I do watch Outlander. That is true. But that's different. All right. New franchise number two. It's called Ride. Oh, my gosh. They're filming in Calgary. And the show centers on a multi-generational family ensemble focusing in on the lives of the Murrays as part of a rodeo dynasty going back a generation as they struggle to keep their beloved ranch afloat. After a tragic loss, each character embarks on an empowering journey of transformation and self-discovery while also uncovering a twisted web of secrets threatening to tear the family and their small Colorado town apart at the seams. The lead roles are Missy, who's a widowed rodeo queen, the matriarch Isabel, and former teen runaway Valeria. Hmm. Okay, this sounds a little more interesting to me. I do agree. But but it's like multi-generational, a mom, a kid, a grandma. Yeah. Clearly they're trying to play up this whole family thing to compete with GAC's whole family thing. Dun dun dun. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's Yeah, they're really trying to play on the generational thing. But I like the idea of this rodeo family trying to save their ranch or whatever. Did you ever watch Hallmark made this movie series? I think it has like two or three movies with Trevor Donovan. And it was called like JR Ranch or something. I have not seen this. So I haven't either. But back when there used to be Home and Family and I watched it. They had them on for one of the movies. And I was like, oh, this looks like something I should watch. And I recorded it, but never saw it. Then basically, they're a family on a ranch. And they've got, you know, drama happening and lots of cowboy hats and jeans and things. And so it makes me think of that. And I wanted to watch the JR thing. So, Well, it makes me think of Heartland. And you know I love Heartland. Well, the people who produced Heartland are producing this. Or no, oh. producing the last one. Oh, the one with the time travel? Yeah, The Way Home. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the mother-daughter team of Heather Conkey and Alexandra Clark. Well, Heather Conkey and Alexandra Clark, can we please have a character more likable than Lou? <laughs> they took what was in the books and tried to translate it i don't know if you can blame them totally for okay. her that that could be true she does she hasn't had character arc that has made her much better though over the years i'll give you that one i think that's true okay at some point it got to it has to fall on them what i find interesting about this ride one is that it says rodeo dynasty going back a generation how long's a generation? Is it like literally her and her mom? Probably. That doesn't seem like a dynasty. <laughs> I know. I would like the generation to go back to like the 1800s and yeah. get some, I don't know, history in there. But I don't feel like that's going to happen. I don't either. So we'll see. We'll see when the previews yeah. come out if we're really interested or not. <laughs> Yeah, it says they'll begin production this summer. Premiere in 2023. All right. And that's when the other one comes out, too. So, Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I just feel like these uh, western-y type things are kind of getting more, like, I know we go through cycles, and I feel like their cycle is in, because we have When Calls the Heart, not totally western-y, but kind of, this ride show. And then there's Yellowstone on Paramount, and then they're mm-hmm. making the prequel of that, 1883. 
Mm-hmm. And I just feel like Westerns are having a comeback. I'd agree with you. All right. Do you have anything else? I was going to move on to personal. Do you have anything? Well, I don't know if this is personal, but I don't even know if this is news. But if anybody hasn't seen Jill Wagner's haircut yet, you should go check it out because she cut it for a new show called Lioness. I have no idea what the heck it's it's about. It is actually yet. It is actually with the guy who wrote Yellowstone. Oh my gosh! Full circle. (laughs) She is actually helping to create the movie too, and she's starring in it. And what it's about is a former military person or some some branch of the military that goes places and it's it's the lioness program and they're all women mm. who go in things <laughs> so oh a, a young idea. marine is recruited by the cia to befriend the daughter of a terrorist group in order to bring down the organization from within and you know who else That's is starring always, in it zoe zaldana yeah this is like big stuff for jill yeah, and I think Zoe is going to be the person who runs the lioness unit is what I was thinking. From what I so. There's a Tom Brady listed, isn't it? Okay, it's not the same Tom Brady. I didn't think it was. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Tom Brady? <laughs> didn't, he go, didn't he retire and then unretire? I don't think he has time. <laughs> yeah, that is what he did. So a very serious role for Jill. She cut her hair to get into the Marines mindset, but it really works for her. And she's been working out. Yeah. It does work for her. I I was shocked when she did it because I didn't know anything about Lioness. I had seen her like in her stories talking about it, but I didn't really know what it was about. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that her exercising was part of the program to get there. I just knew she was doing that so I didn't I was just thinking she was deciding to you know she wanted to get healthier or something I don't know yeah (laughs) but she has the most beautiful hair and it looks great short I do kind of miss the long hair though because it was so pretty (laughs) yeah but she's had it for so long it's nice for a change it makes me wonder what her Hallmark movies or JC movies are going to be like so obviously she already filmed her Christmas ones for this year Mm-hmm. But it's not like her hair is going to grow super fast. So I wouldn't mind seeing her as a lead actress in a Hallmark movie with her shortcut. It would be very different from their normal heroines. You know, everybody always has long hair or even their their short hair isn't even that short. I agree. I feel like she could pull it off if it was kind of like one of those artistic roles, like where the person is like an artist or something, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. has like just more not less traditional role yeah right um or it is really long on the top still so i bet they could technically do some sort of a sew-in weave that would give her like maybe like a bob yeah but that would really annoy me if they tried hiding her haircut like that well the shorts the sides are really short (laughs) i know because they're like shaved yeah (laughs) But yeah, I just was going to throw that out there that everyone should check it out because it it's a big change, but it looks really great. Yep. Now, the first personal thing, I'm going to throw this out here because I was shocked. I did not know that this couple was even a couple. <laughs> mm-hmm. More or less had a baby together. Okay. And it is Julie Gonzalo and Chris McNally. Yeah. No idea that they were together. <laughs> no idea. I, I went and stalked their Instagram after this because I was like, did I just miss stuff? Mm-hmm. The, they are not in any photos together on their Instagrams. Mm-mm. The only thing that they have the same are they their dogs are in both of their Instagrams. So if you were paying close enough attention, you might have been like, hey, those look like Chris McNally's dogs, but I was not looking that close. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's like in-depth detective work. And we're not quite there yet. <laughs> nope. Nope. So Could you discern how far back it went? Because I really want to say that they got together after filming their movie, The Sweetest Heart for Hallmark, back in 2018. Because they were really cute together. 
let me look at Julie's because she has the most things, I feel like. Um, but it's hers goes back pretty far where I saw the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be curious. Um, when can you look up when the sweetest heart was? It was 2018. Oh, sorry, you did. <laughs> I said that, Carrie. <laughs> I'm busy <laughs> looking up Julie Gonzalo, okay? <laughs> I love that she's like six or seven years older than him, too. Yeah. I mean, she has a young face, though, so I feel like mm-hmm. it's not that surprising. September 25th, 2018. Ooh. I think it was because of the movie. Okay, and this is when they adopt when they got adopted. So let me go see if Chris has it on there too. Oh my gosh. Dun dun dun. Did they adopt them together? I just love Hallmark stars falling in love together while filming. I just think that is the cutest story. Well, when actors in general fall in love when filming. Unless they're already in a relationship or married. Cough <laughs> cough. Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Cough, cough. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. <laughs> you were like opening the door so that I could bring it up again, weren't you? That's that's what it was. You were like, I'm just going to see if Carrie's going to take the take the bite. <laughs> yeah, that was the plan. That was always the plan. <laughs> I went too far. Oh, here he is with the puppy. September 26th. Adopted. So they were definitely oh together gosh. then. Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm surprised they haven't done a movie together since then. At least I don't I don't think they have. I don't think they have either. But Chris doesn't do a ton of movies. He's on Wind Calls the Heart, but I feel like he does like maybe one movie a year or something like that. I don't I don't feel like he's in a ton of movies. I guess so. I mean, I feel like he's been ramping up. I think they are kind of I think Hallmark is gearing up to make him more of a leading man type. Well, obviously making him the one chosen for and one calls the heart <laughs> because yeah. I remember back in the day, it wasn't that long ago, but he was the brother in, was it the a country wedding? For some reason, that's the one in my mind with Autumn Reeser and Jesse Metcalf, but he was like this young brother side character. And I was like, Ooh, he's cute. And then now he's a leading man. Okay. I'm going to look this up. I think when I was, Doing my reel, he had been the lead in like six movies, I think. And I only chose the ones that he was the lead in to put photos on that reel. For shame. And one of those was from What Falls the Heart. There's no small parts. (laughs) Okay, let me see if I can figure out. Well, it's just harder to find photos of the people in the roles of the side characters. So I didn't even try. That's the reason. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I had the right idea with Country and Christmas or whatever. He was in Rocky Mountain Christmas. And that had, oh, a redhead, but Lindy Booth. And it had Christopher Palaha. And so I think Chris was the brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And there. I like that movie. I haven't seen it in forever. I haven't either. 2017. All that to say, I feel like he's going to be in more Hallmark things because I think they're really on the fast track to leading man material. Well, I mean, he obviously is. He's Mm -hmm. been a leading man. So he was in the dog one. And he was Mm -hmm. in No Kissed. And he was chosen in When Calls the Heart. So I feel like the last three things that he has been in, he has been the leading man. Yeah. At least. I just feel like they're trying to, I mean, I don't really know what the tiers would be, right? <laughs> because we got like Cameron Matheson leading man at the high end of age. And then we have like the Andrew Walker mainstays, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have the Tyler Hines who are coming up to hopefully replace Andrew once he reaches like Cameron size. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like. There's this assembly line. But Chris McNally's below Tyler Hines to me, even though they're probably similar in the amount of movies they've done. Oh, yeah. Chris is definitely below Tyler Hines for me, too. So I think, like, Chris is trying, they're trying to build him up to, I don't know. In my mind, there's this weird 
tiered ladder thing <laughs> at Hallmark. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Julie and Chris. We had no idea. Yes. But congratulations. Good job on keeping your private lives private, even from us Hallmark fans. People are probably listening right now and be like, this is such old news. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even recent news. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. So the next one, they just announced this. Do you know Aaron O'Connell, who I love from mm-hmm. the 12 Griffs, Gifts of Christmas? Is that what it was called? Where 12 Gifts of Christmas. With a Katrina Law, where she's the shopper. Oh, he is in that him. one. Yep, mm-hmm. that's that's where I know him from. I love that movie. I love Katrina Law. It was a great movie. Him and his wife are having a baby, too. Aw. So, that's, that's cute. really sweet. And then Jen Lilly had a baby. It's all baby. All the personal stuff is baby stuff. All new life. Well, I have a sad personal stuff. Oh, but we okay. can talk about Jen's baby if you want. Okay, her name is Jackie. I do want to know if one of her kids is going to feel like out of place because all the kids have J names except for the one son. So they adopted two sons out of foster care and then they've had two daughters. Mm-hmm. One of the sons does not have a J name, but all the other kids have J names. And she has a J name and I think her husband has a J name. Do you think the kid's going to feel out of place? Yeah, why would they do that? Well, I don't think that I don't know that they changed the the boys' names. They could have, but they may have left the names the the boys' names the boys' names because they adopted them out of foster care. Hmm. And it could have just been a coincidence. But you would think that they would pick another letter for. Yeah. One of the girls. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe they just have a list and that was the one that they really loved but just didn't fit and they're just like, meh. Yeah. Maybe she just really looks like, I think her name's really Jacqueline. Jacqueline. However you say it. And they're just calling her Jackie. She's adorable. Jacqueline. There you go. All right. I like that name actually a lot. I do too. It could be a character in a book, couldn't it? It could. <laughs> I currently do not have any Jacquelines. So maybe one day. Okay, what's your personal? Okay, this is sad news. It is old news. Now I feel terrible that we're giving old news. But if you're not up on this stuff, like I didn't used to follow any of this stuff. So, you know, there's that. Okay, so did you hear that Jack Wagner's son died on June 6th? Yes. He was 27 years old and he was found in a parking lot. And I guess he had been struggling with addiction for a while. And so they, so Jack and his wife just created a new scholarship fund in his memory at the New Life House Recovery Community, which is a sober living facility for men. So that's very sad news. Um, Goes to show that I guess everybody can be affected by addiction. It doesn't discriminate whether... You know, whatever you and do. Addiction is on the rise because what is the fentanyl deaths, I think, have like doubled since COVID mm. started. So That's wild. It went over 100,000 deaths last year in 2021. For the first time ever, I think it was like 53,000 the year before. Hmm. So it's very, it's a very, very, very serious problem. And, you know, this is really ironic because we have a family friend who usually goes with us to Hilton Head and they didn't go because the lady thought she had, she, she went for a urinary tract infection and they, and she had, she tested positive for COVID even though she didn't have symptoms. So they didn't Mm -hmm. come. And then we hear when we got back home, which is around this time, because we went the week after Mother's Day. So um, when we got back a couple of days later, they found out that their grandson had over- died of an overdose. He was very healthy. He was like a bodybuilder and stuff like that, too. Oh. So that I seems- was going to say, you know, my cousin died of an overdose, but she was, she'd always struggled. Um, so, yeah. It's so sad. It's always been a problem, but I just feel like these past few years with everything going on in the world and the pandemic, it's just like even worse. Oh, yeah. 
Um, well, and you know, the effects of being alone are huge, huge, huge. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of depression and stuff going on. Yeah. So, all right. Are we ready for well, a game? <laughs> we're ready. <laughs> let's transition back to happy times. Uh, yes, let's play a game. I made up this game. It's like two truths and a lie, except for it's two movies that someone wrote and one that they did not. And Stephanie has to guess which movie is the one that the writer did not write. So I'm going to make this super easy on the first one. Okay. Paul Campbell's the writer. The options are Mariah's Lighthouse, Christmas by Starlight, or Wedding Every Weekend. Okay. So which one he did not write? Which one he did he not write. didn't he didn't write wedding every weekend correct that was written by julie sherman wolf that name sounds familiar she wrote a lot of things i will be tying her in in the future if we decide to do oh, this okay. again <laughs> <laughs> I, at first i was kind of just picking them all over and then i thought you know what why am i making this hard on myself i should just use the one that was the writer of the other one <laughs> to make the next set because it makes the research of it so much easier. So. Well, Paul's was easier because, you know, I, I watched both those movies and I knew he wrote those. Yes. But. That's why I started off. Cause I thought this will be an easy one. You'll get it right. It will be a great example of, <laughs> of what I should have gotten it wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Okay. So the next one is Brooke Durham. The options are Hidden Gems, Romance to the Rescue, or Date with Love. What is Date with Love? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this. I need to I need to do this better next time. Date with Love. Let me tell you the story of it. Um, oh, this is the one with the, the dress on the front. I knew you know this movie because... We've talked about the cover. Oh, okay. I looked at uh, I looked it up and I see the picture, so I know what it is now. Okay. okay, it's the Andrew Walker and oh, her name just blinked. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. Okay, date with okay. love, hidden gems, or what was Romance. the other one? Romance to the rescue. Romance to the rescue. Hmm. Boy, is this tough. Okay. I don't think she wrote Romance to the Rescue. You are correct. And I I don't I don't know if Brooke, is Brooke a girl or a guy. Oh, I just assumed it was a girl. I don't know. That's true, but it's spelled B-R-O-O-K. So I was wondering. Oh. Interesting. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Romance to the Rescue was written by Barbara Kalika. That's what I'm going with. K-Y-L-I-C-K-A. See, you know how I did did that or narrowed it down was because I liked Hidden Gems and Date with Love better than Romance to the Rescue. And I was like, I'm going to guess that those two <laughs> had some similar humor or phrasing or something. All right. And that's why I liked them. <laughs> okay. So, J.B. Wright, Heart of Christmas, Heart, Hearts of Christmas? I spell that the wrong? Amelia Ullerup, Christopher Palaha one. I believe so. Uh, okay. Caribbean Summer, Road Trip Romance. See, it's interesting. Because you throw in the hearts of Christmas when Caribbean Summer and Road Trip Romance literally just came out. So mm -hmm. it makes me feel like it's the similar one to Hearts of Christmas. And... I feel like this is a fake out, but I'm going to say Road Trip Romance. It's Caribbean Summer. Oh, I knew it, but I liked Caribbean Summer better than Road Trip <laughs> Romance, and I liked Hearts of Christmas. Caribbean Summer was written by Kelly Bowie, I guess, B-O-W-E. All right. In mm. addition... I guess now this is where I started using the last one <laughs> to move on. So did okay. Kelly Bowie write, or I guess not write, Butler's in Love, 
Bottled with Love, The Truth About Christmas. Bottled with Love, I know you know. Butlers in Love, I know you know. The Truth About Mm -hmm. Christmas is that one where the lady can't tell a lie when she goes to see her in-laws over Christmas. Is that Alicia Witt? No, it's, um, it's a black couple or she's biracial or something. Oh, it was not a Hallmark movie. It was a... No, it was a Lifetime movie, I think. Yeah. Okay. Something else. Now I know what you're talking about. I know you liked it. That's why I added it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I know we've talked about this movie and it was funny. <laughs> so, Okay. So, Truth About Christmas. What are the other options? Uh, Bottled with Love, Butlers in Love. Well, you know, I bet this is another fake out. Because I'm going to say Butlers in Love. She did not write Butlers in Love. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I was really worried. Like, how are you going to write either Bottle with Love or The Truth About Christmas and then come at me with Butlers in Love? No, nope, so that makes did, me happy. She did the Caribbean summer one, though. So that's okay. pretty good listing. Anna mm-hmm. White is the one who wrote Butlers in Love. So she's their next mm-hmm. one. Which one did she not write of this list? The Christmas Ring, Check In to Christmas, Nantucket Noel. Which one she did not write? The hmm. Christmas ring was from last. Was that last year or the year before? Uh, the year after. before. Yeah, I remember what they are. I never watched Nantucket Noel. No, you didn't. That's the one with Trevor Donovan, and mm-hmm. the girl that's the cousin on Good Witch, and then Check Into Christmas has Rachel Boston and Wes Brown. Yeah. All right, checking the Christmas, Nantucket Noel, or what was the third one again? The Christmas ring. <laughs> the Christmas ring. The Christmas ring. Dang, this is hard. Okay, which one did she not write? I want to say she didn't write uh, Check Into Christmas. Nantucket Noel. Dang it. Well, here was my issue. I knew I liked checking to Christmas and I knew I liked the Christmas ring, but I like checking to Christmas better than the Christmas ring. So I was like, I'm going to pick the best one. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't write Nantucket Noel, but she did write the other ones I liked. Nope. Well, I guess everyone has a dud every now and again. Butlers <laughs> in love. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the next writer is Aaron Rodman. Did Aaron Rodman, she, not write A Christmas in Tennessee, Advice to Love by The Christmas Bow. So these are all kind of relatively new. Christmas in Tennessee was from that lifetime season in, what was that, 2018? That was, like, really good mm-hmm. with Andrew Walker I'm... and Rachel Boston. Yeah. And Advice to Love by was Brooks Darnell and I can't think of what the girl's name is. And then The Christmas Bow, Michael Rady. And the other girl that plays the violin that I don't know her name either. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say advice to love by. A Christmas in Tennessee. Dang it. These are so hard, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Because I have no idea who these people are. But I was trying again to go by what I liked most and what I didn't like. I know. Well, this whole idea of a game came up because I was like, can you really tell by what people have done in the past if their movies are going to be good or bad? <laughs> Clearly, I cannot. Okay. So the last one we have, at least for this time, we'll see how it goes over. And if we enjoy doing it, maybe we'll do it again. Cassie Doyle, did she not write The Christmas Ant, Snowden Christmas, or The Christmas Contract? So The Christmas Ant, these are all Lifetime movies. Christmas Ant, mm-hmm. what's the name of the girl that's in Christmas Ant? Uh, I don't remember. I know who she is, but I do not remember her name. I don't remember her name either. Snowden Christmas is Bethany Joy Lynn's and Andrew Walker. And the Christmas mm-hmm. contract, Haley, Hillary. Hillary Burton. Hillary Burton and Robert Buckley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Which one did she not write? She didn't write The Christmas Ant. Nope. This is the Damn. one. This is the one that I was like, I'm going to throw this one in because I'm going to confuse her because I, I, you're going to trick me again. I feel like we both started watching the Christmas ant and could not finish it is what I feel like happened. I finished it, but I couldn't, I didn't like it. I did not finish it. I know that much. And our friend Chelsea watched it and did not like it. Yeah. (laughs) 
not so, good. <laughs> so I threw that one in there and I put in another good one. Snowden Christmas. So Snowden Christmas is the one that she did not write. Oh, I should have guessed that actually. But I kind of liked Christmas Contract decently. So I was like, oh, wrong again. It's all right. Maybe next time. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, all right. Dun. So now on to our final section, which is about Christmas updates. Yay. We love they, Christmas. Well, it's a good thing because Christmas in July is coming fast. Mm-hmm. So they have started. They've released when the movies are going to start for Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas to Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas are supposed to start Octo- October 21st. GAC has announced that their movie is going to start October 29th, and Lifetime has just said sometime in October. <laughs> are we surprised? <laughs> no, they are always behind. Okay, so that's the overarching. Then there is one movie that I don't know where it's playing, but we got a preview of it from Christopher Palaha and Marisol Nichols' Instagram pages. They both posted mm-hmm. about filming a Christmas movie, and it's called, I believe it's going to be called A Christmas Disconnect, but you know these things always have working titles and they could change. But yeah. Christopher Palaha mentioned, this was his comment, we are walking the razor's edge with this film, but know what? We are both tightrope walkers and that edge feels like a sidewalk. In short, this movie is going to blow people away. Hashtag all new Hallmark, hashtag Hallmark 2.0. What the heck does that mean? I don't know. A razor's edge. What? What? I know. I was kind of excited about this in general because I sent it to you and I was like, Palaha with Marisol. And you were like, I can get behind that. And I was like, me mm-hmm. too. Man, all new Hallmark, Hallmark 2.0. I mean, we've seen what some of that means already, but I'm like, what could they do even more? To push it at the razor's edge. And blow people away. Hmm. Well, we will definitely be keeping our eye out for that. Yep. I mean, I always would have because I love Christopher. (laughs) But now I'm very curious. (laughs) From this comment, I originally added this. And when I didn't know much about it, it was just like a little blurb about them being in a movie. And then I added the details to it. But I think I had already written Christmas with a question mark on it. But it says all new Hallmark. So we know this is on Hallmark, guys. Mm-hmm. Hashtag slow ketchup. <laughs> slow ketchup. That's okay. Okay, so hmm. the next one, I think you might like this one. It's called Jolly Good Christmas. And guess Jolly what? Jolly Good. It's, it's in the filmed. past. It's filmed in London. Oh, okay. I'll take that too. Okay. <laughs> I had like a historical, like, Jolly Good, you know, top hats and canes. No, that's no. not what it is. But it's starring Will Kemp and Reshma Shetty, who I don't think I know who that is. But Oh, a- no. You don't like her? No, I saw when they were filming this. And I remember, because I asked on Instagram, Will is playing an American. Oh. He is. Ugh. David is an American architect who recently moved to London for a prime opportunity in a pr- prestigious fir- firm. With just three days before Christmas, he has yet to purchase a gift for his girlfriend, who happens to be the boss's daughter. While out shopping, David crosses path with Angie, a professional shopper who raises an eyebrow over his choice of a gift card. When David and Angie end up crossing paths again, he decides to hire her in hopes of finding the, just the right gift. Thanks to a series of unexpected events, David finds himself on a wild adventure across jolly old London as Angie helps him search for the perfect present. This brings us back around to Aaron O'Connell. <laughs> and that movie. I well, like. I actually like Will better than Aaron. I mean, I like them a lot, but not that that matters. Um, First off, I hate that Will is not playing his British self when they're actually in London. I hate, 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 hate that. Second of all, he has a girlfriend, but he's going to fall in love with someone in three days. <laughs> I know this isn't a big Hallmark thing. <laughs> 
It happens all the time. But I really hate it. Like, why give him a girlfriend? Ugh. Well, what's interesting is with three days le- left, he has yet to purchase a gift. And then he leaves. And then the next time they run into each other, he decides to hire her. What what can happen? I mean, is the next time you saw her 30 minutes later? Like, don't you need all know. of the three days? Because <laughs> is okay, this always gets me. Is three days before Christmas, is that the 23rd, 24th, and 25th, third day of Christmas? Or is that the 22nd, 23rd, 24th? And then the fourth day is Christmas. I think the the twenty first the twenty fourth is one day before Christmas, one day left of Christmas. So I think the twenty second is the right choice. Okay. Twenty second, twenty third, and the twenty fourth, and Christmas Eve places close early. I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure it'll be fine. I like him. I like Rushma. She was in Royal Pains on I want to say the USA Network. I don't know if that's correct, <laughs> but I like her. So I'm sure I'll like this movie. We're in London, but I really hate those two things. All right. So then the last Hallmark one that's out, I don't have a description of this, but I think you might be interested in this one. I mean, it's called A Holiday Spectacular, and it features Radio City Rockettes, and the lead is Gina Claire Mason, who is at least somewhat famous for playing Glinda the Good Witch in Wicked. That does make me excited, as long as they're singing. So, well, it's a holiday spectacular, so I'm guessing so. so. it's going to be like a Broadway show or something? I don't know. It has the rocket, so maybe it's like a whole program, like dancing, singing kind of thing. It's also starring starring Derek Klenna, don't know who that is, and Margaret, Mm -mm. don't know who that is randomly eve plum who if i'm not mistaken is jan from the brady bunch huh and i recognize the ann margaret name my guess is derek and ann margaret are probably broadway people i was gonna go with brady bunch people but i now i gotta look it up ann margaret she is a she looks like a brady bunch person let me look at her stuff I feel like we're really dumb for not knowing who Anne Margaret is. Like, I know that's a big name. She was in a lot of movies in the 60s. Okay, here's Um, what's cool about that. This is set in 1958. The movie is set in 1958? Yes. That's why I thought you would like it. This is much better. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for this now. Even though the name is terrible because Holiday Spectacular sounds like, you know, one of the names they would give their preview shows on one of these channels. I agree. And when I first saw it, I thought it was going to be a Holiday Spectacular. Like, they were just going to have a bunch of people coming in and singing songs. Kind of like, you know, when they have, like, Carrie Underwood does a Holiday Spectacular kind of thing. That's what Mm -hmm. I was expecting it to be. Okay. Well, it doesn't look like she was actually in the Brady Bunch, but... She, I had the right vibe with her with like the 60s and 70s and stuff. I, I wonder that. if okay. they brought her in because of the 60s and it's set in 1958. You know what I'm saying? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're on to Lifetime. Lifetime has three movies coming out. Um, and some of these we've mentioned and it's they've been out. These are the ones that I kind of added in at the last minute um, because I just figured while we're talking about them, we might as well cover our bases. Uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans Noel is starring Keisha Knight Pulliam, Brad James, Patty LaBelle, and Tim Reed. Grace and that Anthony. Sounds like it's going to be good. Yeah. Grace and Anthony could not be more different. Despite having gone to college to study architecture together, their lives took them on completely separate paths. However, when they're hired to work together on the home of New Orleans praline icon Loretta at Christmas, the two butt heads over more than just architecture. The praline queen. <laughs> oh, that's cute. So we'll see how that one goes. I I think it should be good. Um, I do like Keisha Knight Pulliam. Is she the one that played in the Christmas Ant? She might have been. Could have been her. Yep. Okay, I know she played in um the Cosby Show. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and actually, 
This guy I used to date, his ex-girlfriend is really good friends with her because they went to Spelman together, I guess. <laughs> really? That's really yeah. cool. Another okay. full circle. Yep. <laughs> the next one is called A Country Christmas Harmony, which we talked about before on Instagram, um, but kind of only in passing. I think we shared it on our stories, but it's got Brooke Elliott, Brandon Quinn, Danny Pintoro, Pintoro. Before Chrissy's meteoric rise to fame, the country music superstar was just a small town girl with dreams of a big time of the big time. Now her record sales on a, are on a rapid decline. Chrissy is strong armed by an unrelenting record executive to return to the hometown she left behind to perform a live Christmas concert. Luke's quiet life is suddenly disrupted when he runs into his ex and former music duo partner who disappeared to pursue her solo career. And hmm. Brooke and Brandon star in Sweet Magnolias together. Yes. And Brooke is a different, this is, sounds terrible, but she's like a different body type than normal. Yeah. Yeah. And I shouldn't say normal, but than they usually have. So that's yeah. nice. And I do like her and Brandon together. She got some really hot boyfriends slash husbands in Sweet Magnolias. So yeah. it's nice to see her <laughs> with one of them in her own movie. Yeah. And Drop Dead Diva. She was in Drop Dead Diva. I love that show. Mm-hmm. And she, um, and they're going to sing. So oh, that makes what me excited. Want? <laughs> I, well, here's what I want. Because now I'm remembering Brandon's last Christmas movie. Welcome Home Christmas with Jana Kramer, mm-hmm. where I don't believe there was singing, even though I know Jana can sing, and it wasn't as good as I had hoped it would be. So, please let this be better than a Welcome Home Christmas. Okay. Speaking of Jana Kramer, we move on to our next movie. <laughs> okay. Untitled. I feel like I should mention oh, go ahead. Brandon has another one. I'm on his IMDb, and he has another movie called Cloudy with a Chance of Christmas. But that's an old movie, isn't it? Is oh, is it? What I mean, there's no of? date. There's not even, like, a picture or anything. I feel it like said I've it's heard. in post-production. I feel like I've heard of that movie before. Or it says, it says completed, but it's after the 2022 Sweet Magnolias, and it's before the post-production of 2023. Oh, so maybe he'll be in another one. Yeah, I'll just read the summary real quick. I don't know the... It says Valerie M. Ortiz is the girl. I don't know her. But the summary is, when a weather forecaster is asked to host her network's annual snowcast in the wintry town of Leavenworth, live with a network's morning show host and a longtime rival of hers, tension brews and romantic sparks fly between them on air. So basically, good luck Christmas, but with these two. Good morning Christmas. Is that what you meant? That's the one. Good morning Christmas. <laughs> I knew something sounded wrong. Good luck Christmas. But watch a movie come out about like luck or something and yeah, call good luck Christmas. Could be. Okay. Okay. So continue last, on with Jana. The last movie from Lifetime is Untitled with Mario Lopez, Jana Kramer. Former Broadway star Billy returns to his hometown for Christmas after being abruptly fired. While there, he encounters Ray, the charismatic owner of a local dance studio where Billy's nephew is her standout student. Billy volunteers to help Ray with a recital fundraiser by reviving the town's local Christmas Eve show. I feel like I'm never over-the-top excited about Mario Lopez movies. Well, I was going to say I'm not loving the pairing of Jana and Mario. For some I reason, he feels too old. a lot older. Yeah. I mean, I don't say I don't think he like looks super old or anything. And there may not be this huge age difference. But when mm, you were just I in a movie called Feliz Navidad and <sighs> I don't know. I I mean, Mario Lopez, I think the reason he always seems so old to me is because he was in Saved by the Bell. So he was older than me when Saved by the Bell was on, right? So she's mm-hmm. my age, 1983, December. 38, okay. And then Mario Lopez. 48. So there's only 10 years, but it feels like a lot more. And I feel like that's because of 
saved by the bell, but that's the only reason it really made me. I really feel like that's why I feel like he seems so much older. Because mm-hmm. he's just been around for so long compared to her. Yeah. Yep. I guess we'll see. I'm not a fan of the storyline either, though. It kind of sounds, or it reminds me of, at least, that dance movie for Christmas last year with Anna McCord and Colin Lawrence. Yes. Yep. Okay. So the last two that I have are GAC and we don't always talk about GAC movies. We don't, we haven't reviewed any of them other than I've mentioned them really quickly, but we haven't Mm -hmm. done like full on reviews or chosen to review them. Perhaps if one stands out this year, maybe we'll be like, okay, we're going to watch that one and we're going to talk about it. And maybe it'll be our first. We'll see what happens. But the two movies that are coming out, I figured I would touch on because one of them is with Jill Wagner. Uh, It's called The Christmas Farm. Jill Wagner and Cameron Matheson. Janie, a rising marketing executive living in the Big Apple, returns to her hometown after after a death in the family. Janie is not prepared for the gift she has been left, the family homestead. Dylan, the farmhand is set to help Janie plan the annual Winter Wonderland on the property. Aware that her Manhattan boyfriend is anxious for her return to the city, Janie begins to feel an unexpected emotional tug about living life in a more authentic, meaningful way. Yeah, and Jill said this was like her second favorite movie ever to film. So she clearly loves it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm not sold, but you know Cameron is a super fave. Yep. Say that one more time because it sounded very muffled. I said Cameron Matheson is not my super. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that whole thing in. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And the last one is called Catering Christmas with Merritt Patterson and Daniel Lissing. This is interesting to me because Merritt Patterson has not signed an exclusive with GAC Christmas GAC and she had two Christmas films last year, one on Hallmark and one in on GAC and Daniel Lissing has been brought back to the mm-hmm. TV movie life on GAC. So he had Christmas a Christmas star last year was this movie. But Molly is a struggle is Wow, <sighs> this is the last one. Molly is struggling <laughs> make a go of her new catering business when she unexpectedly lands New Hampshire's biggest event of the year, which is to be managed this holiday by the nephew and reluctant heir to the family's foundation. So he will be the nephew and she will be the caterer. Yeah, not feeling it. Um, I'm still stuck on you calling it GAC Christmas. I kind of feel like that should be like their whole thing. GAC Christmas Channel. But yeah. Great American Christmas is what they're calling it, I think. Oh. So I just put it together. That's why it's not familiar. I'm not excited for the storyline, but I do like Daniel. But I still haven't watched his other GAC Christmas movie. So apparently I don't like him that much. So. And that was a good one. I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> and it has Sarah Canning. So you And you like her too. I know. It's recorded. It's on the list. But the list is ginormous. It's too long. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's it for this week's news and nonsense. And we... (laughs) And we'll be back next week with a review. Our second review episode of Summer Nights. Mariah's Lighthouse and Two Tickets to Paradise. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be true. <laughs> I will say, as something to look forward to, just to give you something to look forward to, in the previews that we saw in Mariah's Lighthouse, mm-hmm. uh, there is a Ryan Pavey shirtless scene. So, that's something. Increase your least. style <laughs> points. <laughs> That'll bump us up a star (laughs) from one to two. No, just kidding. All right. Well, we'll all look forward to that then until next time. Bye guys. Bye. So subscribe to 
the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.